Well, I mean, are we going? Are we on? Um, we are on now. All right. Yeah. Do I need these headphones? I don't know. Maybe. No, I don't hear anything through the headphones. Well, like, that's the that's the point. We're just here. We're just here. <laughs> To look cool right now. We're just here to look cool. We're just here to look cool. So I don't need the headphones. So we're just rolling the headphones. You're always, you're always messing with me, dude. I'm not. I'm you're not always a, messing with me. I'm not. Okay. When, when have I messed with you? You mess every day. You I do not. Every day. No. Yeah, you do. Mm, yeah. You no. like to bust my chops. Okay. Sure. Yeah. You being the, you being the fifth child in the family, you are the chop buster. Being the youngest child. Being the youngest, I am. I am a chop buster. Yeah. Yep. Anyways, welcome back, folks, to our first podcast here on the Strike Tackle channel. Something new we haven't done in a long time, but we're sitting here today with my mom. Hi. So I'm gonna give a warm welcome to her. Give a warm welcome. Uh, first podcast, so it should be a little interesting. Should be. <laughs> and this is an unscripted podcast, so no script at all. So. Ought to be fun. Ought to be fun. Ought to be fun. An hour of our time of talking about stories. This should be great. Oh, boy. Some embarrassing stories. Oh, no. Probably. I don't know. Hopefully around you. I I mean, I don't know any embarrassing stories about you. (laughs) That's probably a good thing. (laughs) That is a good thing. That is a good thing. But, uh, you know what? Let's just start start off talking a little bit about uh, some of the hobbies. Some hobbies? I don't know. Your hobbies, too. Why not? I don't really have any hobbies. I mean, mean, I've been playing baseball for, what, mm, Mm. five years now? No. Six years. Six years? We're going on seven years, probably. Yeah. Seven years, two years in high school. Two years in high school. Yep, you're getting ready to start your second season for high school. Hopefully, we'll have a good season this year. We hope. Hope. Hope you get some playing time. Hopefully, some playing time. That'd be great. That'd be amazing. It would be amazing. It would be amazing. I'll be your biggest fan cheering you on the stands. Always have been. Always have been. Don't miss a game. But what about you? What, What type of hobbies do you have and what interests? You know, I really... It's crazy because as soon as I hit high school, I feel like I lost, like, even in middle school, like, I lost, like, really, like, kind of, you know, hanging out with you guys. Like, I always hang out in my room half the time now. Or I'm out in the garage, you know, working on the fishing lures. That's typical, typical teenager. Don't want to hang out with the old folks But I do manage to make some time. I do. I do. I I make time. You do. I do make time. Because you're, 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 you're a mom's boy. Let's admit it. You know what? I am a mom's boy. You are. I am. But, um... That's okay with me. You can be a mommy's boy. I'm good with that. It's always, uh, it's always great. Well, you've got your hobbies. I mean, you're either in the garage, making tackle, you're in your room, messing with your music. I have. I, 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 and a lot of you guys do not know, but on the side a little bit, you know, making fishing lures is a hobby. It is. But at the same... You've been trying to turn it into a business. And I have been for the past almost a year now. We're coming up on a year. Yep. And I think... Two local, two local businesses here two, in Europe. Yep. And hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, some more businesses in the future. That would be nice. Love to grow the business and get, get it out there a little bit more. So that's one reason why we're doing the podcast anyways, to help grow the business, get you guys figured out on kind of behind the scenes of what strike tackle really is and my mom has been there a lot when it comes to it a lot a lot of purchases no, have been done a lot of purchases a lot of a lot of paint a lot of a lot of money that's <laughs> gone to amazon for strike tackle uh-huh. um but it's, it's cool now because now now we're making wood lures mm. and i feel like the creativity kind of just blows up a little bit more yeah when it does. when you start getting into that so you know, what is one thing when I came to you and said that I wanted to start making fishing lures? You know, where did it all start? Tell tell us how. Because I thought I, you were crazy. I knew my side of things. You know, I, I know my side of things and how it kind of began. You know, but I started tying flies. I actually started. Mm-hmm. The funny story is, guys, it really all started tying jigs. We went down at Bass Pro. Yep. I had gotten. Man, what was it? I got. I got a vice or something from Bass Pro that one day. Yeah. Probably. And then I got some other stuff and it just kind of blew up from there i started you know putting jigs together mm-hmm. you know i was showing my friends some of my friends started buying the jigs that money then went towards buying more stuff i got into fly tying what was it you got for your birthday last year that that uh, that helped you along 
with that? The fly tying or the the airbrushing? The fly, the fly tying. The fly oh, tying. You got the airbrush. I got the airbrush, and yeah, that was a big the thing. Fly tying, and then you decided that you were going to get an airbrush. Yes. And I thought you were crazy. I'm like, do you understand what and this takes to do this? You're talking like major little detail. Yeah, and the crazy thing is too that I like. It's it's crazy to think because. I remember one day driving down to, we were driving down to Jensen, and I remember saying something about I wanted to get into doing airbrushing, and you were like, ah, that's a lot, that takes a lot. I mean, there's a lot of time, a lot of stuff that goes down to detailing that, and you know, now look where I'm at. Yeah. Um, these lures are sitting, you know, I did have a website, I ended up taking the website down for a little bit due to funds, but at the same time, you know, the stuff that was on there and that's in store, I mean, to be able to get other people's reaction besides family members saying, wow, this is crazy, that, it, it's a great thing. I mean, to me, I, at least it feels it feels great, but how does it feel for you? Like, I mean, when, am I, when, I, when I first got into doing it and I freely made my, like, which I'll tell you, it was a crappy lure, but my mom was there the entire time. It was a crappy lure, but when I first painted my first ever lure, what were your thoughts? I thought you were talented. I couldn't believe it. I was blown away, to be honest with you. I had no idea as a man the moon that you were that artistic and that talented. Just to be able to never airbrush a day in your life, to go around and just pick up an airbrush and to bang out your first lure like it was nothing was incredible. Yeah, and it, man, it really is crazy that, like, that much talent that I've kind of yeah. I've even grown my talent yeah. over the oh, yeah the last what year or two now yeah year, oh, a year actually it's only been a year it's only been a year it's and a year. I've grown my talent to be so good yep. that other people want to buy the stuff so yep. I think it's pretty cool but as we further went on painting lures we got into um you know just recently making wood lures well you were also you know you can't you cannot underestimate yourself either because of the fact that not only were you creating them but you were determined to go around to the local bait and tackle shops and show your product and you talked to them you did it all like you showed them you you know told them how interested you were into selling them and getting them to want to buy your product and to display your product you know in their stores and you were in three different places you know now you're in two because i think one doesn't isn't open as much or anything as yeah not selling as much tackle anymore but um the the one when we went to vero tackle I was blown away when I walked in there with you and you showed, you had dropped off your product and we went in there to meet um, Zach, I do believe. And um, he told me how many he wanted to order. And I looked at him and I said, wait, wait, you want how many of each? I'm like, you want each? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, wow. You know, so. Um, yeah. You know, I have to give you a lot of credit for, you know, getting out there and promoting your own product. And you know what? I think a lot of that, though, comes from, like, learning about my marketing when I was in school. I mean, a lot of you guys do not know, but my freshman year of, no, it actually started in eighth, eighth grade, grade, eighth grade year. Um, my eighth grade year, I was in marketing, and I've been in marketing up until my freshman year. Now I'm in digital design, and that's how all these photos have kind of become on Instagram and stuff looking amazing now because, you know, digital design showing me how I can edit these photos to make my products look even better than what they are. So, I mean, it's pretty crazy. And, man, I remember the first time we went to Vero Tackle. I was scared. And I might not have looked like it. I might be determined, but, man, I was scared because you I was like... seem to be. I was like, you know, what are these guys going to say? Like, they could they could come to me and just say, man, these look ugly. Like, no. they look real ugly. No, but they no. didn't. They, they were impressed. They even said, you know, they said, hey, this boy's got some talent. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, from there, from painting lures, I painted lures all through the summer. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Then I got into soft plastics, making oh, making well. the soft plastics. Yeah. And you know what, you guys, I will say, you know, I, I really hadn't been focused a lot recently, especially on making soft plastics because I've been trying to get wood lures made, but we're trying to get back into soft plastic making and market those back out to the public. And hopefully now that I have a new mold that, you know, is a lot popular in the saltwater community, which around here, more people fish saltwater than they do freshwater. And I've noticed that uh, through the like 
process of growing. So, you know, my target marketing, I feel like now has become the saltwater people just because it's a bigger variety of people in the saltwater community. But I'm excited for you to start showing your wood lures. Yeah, those are going to be amazing. um, Taviro Tackle and Mm -hmm. Professional Outfitters. You know, I can't. I can't wait to see the reaction on those because they're they're gorgeous. Like the yeah. one that you did the other day, just blew me away. The detail, mm-hmm. you know. And mind you, that that is the first actual product that has been dropped for wood lures. Um, I've made a lot of prototypes. It took a lot of prototyping with that crankbait. We made one that was out of a different type of wood prior to that, and that was to test and see the swim action of how it would work. Um, so, you know, that was the first time we've ever dropped and showed the public our crankbait. Have you put them up on your web? Have you put them up on Instagram? Yep, and they're up on, yep. awesome. they're on Instagram right now. Um, I'm not sure how I missed that. I'll have to go back and, uh, and re-look and give you my likes. <laughs> yeah. Um, the one thing, though, I, could, I, I definitely can say, like, without anything, is that you know, a lot of people have already seen interest in the wood lures. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um, that's one thing I haven't talked about. And I posted um, I posted it on, on what, Sunday or might maybe Monday. Well, I thought you were crazy. I'm like, how do you fish with wood lures? I mean, it's a lot. I mean, it's not supposed to get wet. <laughs> you know how do how do you how do you get that process to where you can how it you can make it waterproof and? Yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of work. Like, it takes a lot of uh, it starts off with a block of wood. I mean, it starts off with a little, I, I mean, it's pretty tiny. It's maybe three three by two or something like that, a piece of wood. And from there it goes to getting, you know, we start off with a design of some sort, you know. That um, you design. That I, yeah, that I design. Um, you know, I draw it out, sketch it out, and then I, I, look, I make a copy of it, make, make a template. Um, I always make a template for everything in case it turns out to be really good and somehow in the future I want to make more and more of that. So I started off by um, kind of just drawing the template out um, and then I cut it, sand it down to its shape and then from there, it's a lot of sanding. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot, of, lot sanding. of sanding. Um, it usually takes about two to three days to do. I gotta, you know, put weights in it, weight it down to how I want it to sink. Um, and a lot of engineering is involved with making those. Um, I gotta do math on how fast I want the lure to sink, whether it's, you know, a deep diver and it dives super deep and it's weighted heavier, the heavier weight will dive deeper. Um, the type of wood that's needed, is it, you know, what type of density is it? Is it, you know, more dense than the water? Um, you know, what? what is going to be needed to actually make this lure not float, but sink. So um, that's the one thing. And the other thing, too, that I've been focusing on is making a type of lure that's going to be swim bait that sinks down super deep. One thing I've noticed is that the fish, especially in the winter, a lot of people can't fish because they're too far down. Too far down uh, and they're trying to stay warm. So... I've been trying to come up with an idea of something that's going to sink pretty far down, um, especially bass fishing wise, even salt water. So, but yeah. sealing the wood, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of dipping into polyurethane and then, um, you know, clear coats and everything like that. So it takes a lot of work. A lot of time, a lot of talent, a lot of thinking, a lot of calculations go into just one. Yeah, and one the, wood lure. The funny thing is, a lot of you guys probably probably don't know, but I, I suck at math. Oh, Ma- yeah, yes. We're, I think we're aware. <laughs> well aware. I my math is oh man, it's it's not good. It really, it really, it, it sucks. But like at the same time, I think it's just I don't like it mm-hmm. because things that I do, like like I said with the lures, I have to measure out weights and. There's a lot of calculations when it comes to figuring out the weight of the lure, you know, putting it putting it onto a scale to see is this then looking up the density of water. What is going to be heavier than the density of water making that heavier? So it's a lot of work. It is, but no, takes a lot of practice and a lot of math calculations. They should grade you on that at school. <laughs> I would have an A. Take him in. Take him into your math class and say, "Here, I had to do math calculations to come up with this." Yeah, there you go. There you go. 
but um yeah it's it's pretty crazy it is crazy it is it's crazy how talented you you are it just you started out younger as as drawing you know you like to draw you draw for hours you know and you've take that you've taken that talent and you have um, escalated it into hoping becoming a successful business yeah and you know i might be playing baseball and stuff guys and that's a lot of people don't, that don't understand that was, that was my first, that love. Was your first love and i'm still going to continue to play it a lot of people that even play baseball even if i were to get to college and stuff there's a lot of people that own businesses so yeah. i can yeah. for sure continue it through college and everything yeah. and my plan in the future has always been to have people invest into the company build it off from there and yep. make it to where it's a successful business you know the thing that people i don't think realize about you is your determination and that's that's the one thing that you know people don't give you enough recognition for because even with baseball you know first time out of playing baseball you were playing soccer and you came to me and you said mom i don't want to play soccer i want to play baseball and i said okay We'll, we'll play baseball. Let's, yeah. let's go for some baseball. You go to your very first evaluation for the rec department, and they asked you if you ever played before, what position you were interested in. And out of the bat, he goes, well, I want to be a catcher. And I literally looked at him and went, are you crazy? Most the expensive. position that, on uh, the field. That in the most expensive position. And the most expensive. That. He's always been expensive. The most expensive position on the field. But... For a kid who had never played baseball a day in his life, walks in and right off the bat says, I want to be a catcher. And to this day, this kid's still catching. And he is, every time I see him behind that plate, it just melts my heart because he's got the drive, he's got the determination, you know, he's good at it, you know, and he just keeps mustering on. I I even said to you today, I said, you sure you want to stick with catching? And you said, yeah, you know, it's a hard job. You don't get much uh, accolades for it. That's for sure. You don't, you know, the pitchers get all the credit. You know, you get all the the butt chewing, yep. you know, for it when the pitchers can't pitch. Yep. And, um, but his drive and his determination, you know, has got him where he, he, he wants to be. He said to me when he started playing, my goal is to play high school baseball. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. You know, and it, it makes me proud. It makes me proud that you follow through with stuff like that. It's like when you came to me and wanted to make the fishing lures. You know, I thought you were crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, I think it started in middle school. You and one of your friends, you know, decided one day, that, oh, we want to start a fishing lure business. And I'm like, you're nuts. Oh, you're my nuts. God. Do you remember? Yes, that is so funny. Yeah. That started in middle school. We, middle school. We, I came up with a whole, like, PowerPoint or yeah, something to show did. you guys. Yeah. I was so determined back then to do it. And then, you know, a year later, because I was in eighth grade, a year later, you know, I, I here I am. I was making yep. fishing lures, and yep. people at school loved them. And that's the crazy thing, too. Is started like, selling them at school. Started selling them at school. Something you're not supposed to be doing so at school. But, you know, it... Sell fishing lures at school. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But it was... Uh, I don't know. It's, it turned out to be really good. And exactly. um, now we're here. I mean, selling to a bunch of different people, obviously, to tackle shops. Definitely want to expand a lot more yeah. in the future. That'd I think be with your determination. I mean, like I said, I think that you can take it to the next level. Yeah. You know, you don't you don't accept being told no. You know, you're you're like no, you're not going to tell me no. Pretty much. I'm yep. going to show you that I can do this, and I'm going to do it. Yep. So it's crazy. It is crazy. But veering off the topic of of shark tackle, you know, it's get a little little family insight here of what the family's like it's a crazy family that is for sure we do have a crazy family crazy big family people can never understand our family nope um yeah if anybody doesn't know logan is um the fifth child um he is 16 Mm -hmm. our oldest is 41 so big age difference big age difference i was crazy when i chose to have him um every time we try and explain logan has a niece who is uh two years uh, older than him and um 
They used to call themselves uh, brother and sister from other mothers. Yep, that we did. And um, Haley, Haley wanted to fight somebody one day because some little girl told her that uh, that babies can't be um, uncles. Yep. And, um, you know, she was bound and determined to, you know, set this kid straight that, you know, he was an uncle. He was an uncle before he was born. And uh, he now has 10 nieces and nephews. Um, goes to school with two of them. Yep. Um, although we're finding more and more families like ours. We're yeah, finding more the, yeah. families like ours. There is a lot a lot of more families like you ours. Know, it's, it's a little difficult to be a grandparent and have a younger child. Um, sometimes I think Logan feels like it, things are unfair because we may treat the grandchildren a little different than he's treated. But, you know, I say, you know, we're not there to to discipline the grandchildren, but we're there to discipline you. Yep. <laughs> so, um, it, it's a little odd. I mean... It is. People can't grasp it. They can't wrap their heads around it. And we wouldn't change it for anything. I think that we have a unique family. I think that our family bond is solid. Um, you've got some great sisters and a, and a brother. Yep. You know, some awesome nieces and nephews. You know, you might end up in college yep. with one of them or two of them yep. or three of them. There so, you go. And what, and what what ages do your nieces and nephews run? From 18, 18 to, to four months old. Four month, yeah, four months old. And, and Logan's a great uncle. I am. That's, that's the thing. He is, he's really a, a good uncle. He best. loves those little babies. <clears throat> For sure. So what else do you want to talk about with our family? Besides the craziness that goes on, we can't have a family function without um, some kind of drama or uh, fighting going on. Yep. (laughs) When everybody's here, the house is full. Yep. Um, Sometimes overfilled. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, how do you feel about that? How do you like having, how do you like having all the the, the older siblings and and all the nieces and nephews? Uh, I mean... I don't know, actually. Like that's I've never really thought of that that way. Um, I, I sometimes I, f- I feel like it's weird not having anybody like living at home. Yeah, because you're basically you're I, basically the only child. Pretty much, and I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's weird, but at the same time, like I, you know, my I would say what my young well, I can't even say youngest sister. You the youngest <laughs> sister I have, right? uh, Taylor, she lived at home for a while. So, you know, I have a good relationship with her just because she lived at home for a very long she time. She was the only one that really lived at home and she, when you were little. Yep. And, yep. you know, building up a big relationship with her was a big thing. And I think that's why I like such a big bond to her. You do have a big bond to her and you have a you have a close bond to her two, her two children. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. And he sees them all the time and his niece. His niece Lila, she she just loves her Uncle Logan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she loves it. Uncle Logan home. Uncle Logan home. Yeah, it's but, so it's crazy. But yeah, I, I think mean, I've ever asked you directly how you. I think that's the first time I've ever asked you how you felt about yeah. our family situation. <clears throat> yeah, like I said, I, sometimes it's just like it feels weird, but like at the same time, it's like. I don't know. Like, do you think of your nieces and nephews as nieces and nephews, or do you feel like more like they're sisters and brothers? Or I don't know. Um, Haley and Emily, for sure, I could see them as like a sister. Feeling like we're sisters. Uh, yeah. yeah, and the only reason I say that is because we bicker like brother and sister like, all the yeah. time, every time they're here, you know. You and Emily, for sure. Yeah, and I don't know, more recently, we've developed like a more relationship like me and Haley had. You and Haley had it. We had it, and then she became a senior, and it's kind of all changed. So, yeah. Haley, if you're watching this, <laughs> anytime. <laughs> Sure. Listening, listening, yeah, Haley. Yeah, if you're listening to Intent. this. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's a little weird and awkward that I'm like the only kid that lives at home. Well, especially when you have friends that ha- showing interest. Oh, yeah. You know, and especially interest into your nieces. That, that's got to be difficult. Especially like when my teammates on my baseball team are, you know, showing interest to my nieces. I'm like, uh, 
okay, like, what do I say here? Like, I'm their friend, but at the same time, I'm, I, you know. That's my niece. That's my niece, so. I don't know, it's pretty crazy, that's but. happened a couple times. It has happened a couple times, and. Actually, yeah, more than once. She was already asking. She was already asking what what are your what baseball friends you were having for your birth for your yep. 16th birthday that's coming up in a few weeks. Yep. You know, so she could get it probably all dolled up. You know, to come over and uh, flirt with the boys. Yep. So yep. Another topic you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. How about driving? Oh, God. <laughs> Let's talk about driving. Let's not. Now, I don't drive with Logan. I have, I, I did in the very beginning. Um, he scared the bejeebies out of me one day, and I said, oh, I'm done. I leave it to Dad to uh, do the instruction. Yep. Um, he has gotten better. From what I understand, you know, he's getting more a lot confident. Oh, a lot better. You know, but this town that we live in, no. it's not like it was when our other four kids drove, no. you know. It's a hundred times worse, you know, it on is. the roads. It scares me to even drive anymore. And the thought of, you know, you being out there, yeah, obviously you're not getting your license until unfortunately July because you were delayed in getting your permit. Yeah. Um, which is a good thing, I think, because it gives you that little bit yeah. more maturity. Yeah. And that's the thing I that's the thing I've like, never said to you though, is a lot of kids in my school a lot of my friends, especially, they've waited like two to three months mm-hmm. to get their uh, their permits, so their license, you know, they didn't get it right away. It but, doesn't seem to be like it used to be. The kids, as soon as they turn 15, were there getting their permits, and yeah. I have noticed a, a flip in that in your generation mm-hmm. that kids aren't so much in a hurry to run and get their permits, and I don't know if that's like nationwide or if that's just something here that's, you know, in our area because of how much everything has changed around mm-hmm. here. I don't know. I feel like that's something that's in our area because a lot of the kids here are lazy. <laughs> I'm, speaking for myself, you know, I can be lazy sometimes. You know, I got a work, I got a good work ethic, but I just can be lazy. Well, yeah, you do have a good work ethic. That was the other thing that we were concerned about because your work ethic at home, you know, is lacking. You know, you never wanted to do chores and you know, typical teenage stuff. And when you came to me and wanted a job, you know, I said, you can't, you can't say, wait a minute to your boss. You can't, you know, put it off. Yeah, I don't. But he has, there again, has stepped up and proven mom wrong, which he likes to do all the time. Mm -hmm. That's the thing, though. I don't think I've ever said, like, anything. I'm not, like, afraid of my, well, I'm afraid of one of my managers because he can, you know, sometimes he's, like, a little scary to go to, but the other manager, I mean, they don't really tell us anything they do half the time anyways, mostly, like, what we have, like... Well, by now, I mean, you got your job in yeah. July. You know, you're, he's working at one of the local Publixes here. It's a grocery store. And um, you've had your job since July, so I think at that point they kind of figure you kind of know what you should be doing. You know, you, you shouldn't have to be being told, you know, you should know, yeah. you know, how to do your job and stuff. And, you know, here again, like I said, he stepped up to the plate and um, has done a good job with that. I have. Anything else that we should touch on today? I don't know. Let's go back to the topic of the fishing lures. Oh, gosh. Topic I really don't know a whole lot about, but okay. That's that's what makes it interesting, though. I mean, you don't really know a lot I about it. Know a lot about it. So this gives you some time. The product that you're you're showing me, I don't know what it does other than you, you know, stick it in the water. We should make it. We should make it known, guys, on this channel. We should make a video with mom taking her out fishing. <laughs> that's what we should do. We're gonna make it known starting today. <laughs> we're gonna find a day where we're not busy and we're gonna go out. And go fishing when, it's, when we're not busy, when it's not cold, and when it's not windy. Oh, it tends to get when you're on the water here. It's in Florida. It gets a little chilly. Yeah, on the water. I will say though, I probably wouldn't take saltwater fishing. That's complicated fishing. I'd probably take bass fishing. That's easy to catch bass. Maybe for you. No, it's it's simple. Wouldn't it be funny if you took me fishing for my first time and I outfished you? You probably would. I mean, I always get outfished by my brother-in-law, so. <laughs> He's got a little 
little bit more experience, but yeah, but getting there. I'm getting there. As soon as I turn sixteen, though. You caught some. You caught some decent fish with your friend. Yeah, it's true. Not long ago. Yeah, we did. We caught some. We got some big snook. Did you use any your lures? On, your any of your lures on that? Oh, uh, we were using live bait. Oh, live bait. Live bait. Okay. But so can you attach live bait to your lures, or is it just your lure? Like just, just my lure. Just your, see, I don't know. I don't know anything about fishing. That's what I'm telling you. I'm like, you're, you're wanting me to talk about this stuff, and I don't know the first thing about fishing. What did you think? It's kind of a good topic to talk about. What did you think when I started making wood lures? Like, what was your, what was your thought? Like, was this dangerous? Like, well, I, I mean, didn't think that making the lures were dangerous i thought making the plastics mm-hmm. is that what they are this, yeah i thought that was dangerous that made me nervous and i think that was the first thing when you were in middle school that we talked about a little while ago when you first came up with this idea of making fishing lures or whatever i think that was what you had pitched to me was the plastics yep and it made me nervous because of how high the temperature has to get with that um what is it? What is that stuff called? The plastisol. The plastisol. Yeah. You know that made me nervous of, of burning yourself. And knock on wood, I, I have not burned myself severely yet. I have, you know, I think they call them. They do call them curling iron burns. <laughs> Now that I can relate with. <laughs> yes. They do call them curling iron burns. And the reason they call them that is because they're not severe burns. They're not even a degree burn. They're just simple heat spots you get on your hands and stuff. I've gotten those before. Um, but I no. I've become more, I've, I have become more, um, I don't know if I want, I don't want to say immune, I, more relaxed with yeah. it because, you know. It is. It kind of is what it is. You're going to do it whether I like it or not. First of all, because mm-hmm. there again, you know, Teenager. you don't like to be told no. That too. But you know, I've learned a little bit more about the process. You know, you've showed me the process and everything. And yeah, I, it is being heated in a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Most jakiest way. That's funny too, man. Most jakiest way to make a to make a lure. But yeah, so I, I've gotten better now with the wood. You know, I'm kind of back to the. Uh, the little heart attack moments, you know, using the, the saws and, and stuff. I like your fingers the way they are. I like the But, see, like, the, the thing is, is that um, the saw I'm using right now, yeah, 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 I can see why it's not very safe. Um, clamping it and sawing it out. But that's the process, guys. You gotta start somewhere. Um, gotta figure out if you like it. And that's always the first process. Um, and then upgrade in the future. But, you know, if I do at some point end up getting the other saw, it's a lot safer. Well, the other thing that you've become pretty good at using, too, is the Dremel. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was a, a complete... Uh, uh, Christmas present. Christmas present. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mom thought of that all on her own and thought, wow, this might help them out. And it's, yeah, it's made, it has made life so easy, making lures, sanding down, making the little edges and stuff. Even carving out the gills and all of that. It's now how do you do that? How do you do the eyes? Like when you're when you indent the eyes into the. Those are a special drill bit. Oh, it's a drill. That bit. you have to get from. I got them from Harbor Freight, but they're called Foresters. They have a little pointy thing in the middle, and it they're meant for pocket holes so it's actually called a pocket hole so the pocket hole only indents in a certain amount depending on the pressure you're putting out in the drill but it's pretty awesome yeah the whole process just it is it's amazing i i I get to see it from being a block of wood and then seeing that what he brings into me for the finished product yeah and that's one thing i'm trying to document more guys and i'm trying to record more is the start from start to finish of making a lure whether that's a prototype version of the lure or the finished product of the lure because i feel like a lot of people are on the internet i get a lot of questions on instagram and this is this is not this is not joking either i get a lot of questions on instagram like really? For, especially from younger kids oh, how to how to make them how to make them yep really? and yeah and that's something i've never said either and this is like fully true too guys is that um and i'm not just saying it because i know i got like 140 followers or something on instagram on my instagram but um people i get it's always like especially after i posted the wood lure how do i how can i start by making a fishing lure so that's what kind of got me into wanting to do this podcast wanting to do um 
you know, more videos on the YouTube channel and not just posting out commercial edits for, you know, people trying to, trying to, what, endorse the business? Is that, is that the right word? Endorse? Yeah, endorse the business. So showing people behind the scenes, I feel like that's one thing when I was starting off. There is not a lot of videos on YouTube about how to make fishing lures, especially wood, wood lures. There's really? people on YouTube that do it, that will show them, but it's mostly time-lapse. So you got to figure it out on your own. Well, how long does, how, how long does one lure? I mean, one lure can take a while. Depending, make, depending on not just hours into it, you've got days. <clears throat> yeah, and man, over break I started. I mean, I've I've been out there for what, almost, almost six six school. hours a day At though least. out there because I'll get out there as soon as I wake up and I'm out there until after dinner. Oh well, yeah, you go back out there after dinner. Because yeah, I'm pulling you in. Well, now it's going to be earlier because school's starting back up. But, you know, I'm pulling you in at 10 o'clock, 1030 at night, you know, saying, hey, you know, you need to you need to come in and take a break. Yeah. You know, go back to it tomorrow. But one one lure takes. Depending on if you have a prototype version of it. So the last crank that I just did, I had a prototype. So I had an idea of what I wanted to do. Um, I just changed up like the lip design on it and then changed up how much weight is in it. Now that I have that formula written down, probably two days. Oh, that's from that's from uh, the block of wood mm-hmm. all the way through the process. Now, now, if you're making a lure without the prototype and it's just you're making the first ever prototype, probably a week. A week? Probably because a week. Because you gotta get the design. Gotta get, you gotta figure out a design. design yep. the sketch. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. Yep. So even, even with painting it, huh? The, how do you come up with your paint designs? Man, that's a good question. So, um, paint designs, I originally started off looking at, like, Rapala Lures. Uh, it's a company that is made out of, I think, Thailand or something. Um, I originally started off looking at theirs and how they, like, painted them and everything. Um, and then, as time went on, started looking at references of fish, uh, fish references, what the fish like, you know, what attracts a fish to a bait. And really, it's not the color. Oh, oh it's not the color. They re- so when you're painting them, it's just, you're not just going, oh, I like this paint, this paint combination. It's actually got a purpose behind it. Yeah, it's, it's got a purpose behind it. So fish really don't see color too well. They're kind of like dogs. They don't see color too well. They can see color, but they, not too well. So most of the time it's based on the noise and action of the bait. Like if how the bait's moving, whether it looks like a bait fish injured in the water or not. So then what's the purpose of painting it? So the purpose of painting is obviously to get a, a nice design for people that are out there. I mean, as a shopper, when I was in fish... So you're doing the design for the customer. Exactly. Not for the fish. But it's also a purpose for the fish as well. It's like 50-50. So Do they see pattern? They they can. That's what I was saying. They see shadows. They see shadows. They see shadows. Yeah. So depending on like you'll see a lot of my lures out there are like I designed them here for South Florida, so we have muddy waters. There's not a lot of clear water here. Um so with the muddy water and everything, I design them with darker colors. Not such vibrant bright colors because I mean, bait fish around here are going to be dark colors so they can blend in with the environment around them. Oh, okay. So they they adapt to the environment around them, which is pretty cool. So coming up with the design, a lot of my patterns are like bluegill, you know, um, sunfish, stuff that we have around these local ponds. And I've actually, with my brother-in-law, we've caught bluegill, sunfish, and I've taken pictures of them on my phone to see what they look like to imitate. And I actually have one pattern that... I have that is just like the a bluegill that we caught. My actual original bluegill design came from a bluegill that we caught. So yeah. See, I come on here today and I'm learning all this new stuff. Stuff yep. I didn't know. I just thought that you, for the colors, you just you know decided, hey, this nope. looks good together. You know, let's paint this up. But you're actually doing it for the aesthetics for the customer. Yep. To, to attract the customer to it. Yep, attracting customer, attracting the other so, customer let's go back to your instagram with with um younger kids asking you mm-hmm. um you know how to go about it um are you do you answer them and mm-hmm. do you do you guide them through you know the process you try and help them because i know that's one thing you know go, i know we keep going back to baseball but that's one thing that always you know i was always like i don't even know um proud of you for is you always always took the younger kids 
and helped the younger kids. You were always the one that would be there, you know, these little kids that want to catch, you were there helping them. You know, you were, you would do drills with them, you know, um, and that, that always made me proud because you, you want to help to bring up the younger kids into the, the baseball, you know, and, and teach them how to be catchers, teach them how to be a better catcher and stuff. And they looked up to you, you know, they always, they always looked up to you and stuff. So now you're doing that with your lures. You're, Mm -hmm. you're taking it in your, um, helping younger kids yeah i mean i've gotten over the past like not even not even joking over the past two days really probably 10 or 15 dms from kids yep just from the wood ones before that was probably like 5 10 maybe 15 at the most but now 15 to almost but what do you think what do you think that is attracting them to wanting to me being a kid you being a kid me being a kid you know as a kid myself seeing another kid do something like that inspires me yep. and i think that's what kind of brings yep exactly and what, what age range do you think that these kids are that are looking for? um guidance on how to do it not to be weird but if you guys are watching this because i know some of them said that they're subscribed um i have looked at their profiles yeah i'd say probably ten, be a common thing to do 10 to 16 oh really there's some I, I think i had one adult that had messaged me and asked i've had emails too before really um when I first started, actually, when I first got into Vero Tackle, I had emails from people from here in Vero Beach um, saying that, wow, we love your lures. You know, I want to figure out someday how to paint lures and be that good. So it really is a talent. It is. It is. You, I don't, you know, if you don't have the talent, it, it would be hard to it would be hard to pick up an airbrush mm-hmm. and design the art on them, you know, that that you do. You know, and and don't get discouraged because I think it's something that you can learn. You know, practice, 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 practice. Not everybody's going to pick up an airbrush and be a pro at it like you were. You know, to my amazement, I tried discouraging. I'm like, you sure you want an airbrush? Because this is not an easy process. You know, that's that's so weird to you, though. When I first started, my patterns really were not that good. They weren't good. And just like anything else like sports like practice music whatever you're doing it all takes practice and it's it is funny i'm saying this because i have been known not to practice sometimes yes we know but you know the other thing too is that you know you've got shaky hands you don't have a steady hand no you know and for you to produce the product that you're producing with your hands shaking like they do is amazing because you would think that you have to have perfectly steady hands, you know, to, to do those patterns and everything, and you don't. No. So, you know, if you don't have a steady hand, don't worry because you too can, you know, do it. Yeah, I mean, it takes, like I said, it takes a lot of, a lot of talent, a lot of time. A lot of time. Um, I think you spent pretty much your entire summer in the garage yep this last summer yep it was like pulling teeth to get you to do stuff and one thing today that brought it up because a kid from baseball actually somehow seen my I guess the, my Instagram Shark Tackle popped up and said to me you're the owner of that or something he's really? like yeah it was crazy too because this kid's a freshman and it's kind of funny because he comes up to me and he's like says to me he's like there's no way you're that you're the kid that owns Shark Tackle and I'm like yeah and he's like we bought some of your lures from Vero Tackle and I was really? like wow that's crazy like, wow. I kind of put a smile was you. no and I was like that kind of puts a smile on my face and yeah. he's like your lures were amazing he's like I caught my first ever fish on your lure like wow. my first ever saltwater fish yeah. and I was like wow like that just like kind of hit me hard yeah. and then and I started talking I was talking to my friend about kind of my my plans for strike tackle because he wanted he you know was just asking and I said I was like you know someday I think it would be cool to have like a small shop like yeah and in a shop that I have like not a big one but like a, a front like a a, yep. f- a front store just a small front store and then the back I, I have like my area with a t- workshop. my workshop yeah. that was just yeah, so cool you're running out of room in my garage 
they're taking over my garage. <laughs> it would be so cool. And I feel like if I get like people to invest in, into my company at some point, that that's something that they would, would it, you know, for future development. I mean, that you can make a lot. Like these taco shops around here, I mean, they make a pretty decent amount of money. So, I mean, if I had a shop that was a walk-in shop that you can walk into, yeah. and even my friend was saying that, like if you have a shop that someone walks into every day, that's better than a website. It, you're having face you're having face-to-face interaction with a customer right so that's the other thing you know the people don't understand is you know oh well why aren't you putting it on, on a website well you had a website but you know websites aren't free that no you know and when you start there's not a lot of um markup on the fishing lures you, mm. you know it, it takes a lot of selling a lot of lures and the other thing too people make a profit yeah the other thing too people don't like realize is that somebody's not going to go on Google and look up strikedtackle.com unless they are directly being marketed towards my website. So it would take a lot of time to build up the profile of getting people to see the website so then Google recognizes the website as a top tier website like Bass Pro Amazon all of those stuff and that's the other thing too that I've looked into doing is selling wholesale to Amazon or wholesale to bigger box stores I think that would be cool and it's it's possible it is possible from a small town guys and and I don't want to discourage people because every if you can dream it you can do it and that is start out small yep and that is start out small you gotta build up your product you gotta build up your money, you know, because, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, Logan. I started from the bottom. He started from the bottom. He started with nothing. Nothing. He started with mom and dad's wallet. Mm, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> what he started with. Maybe a 40 bucks, maybe 40 bucks in, yeah. in lawn mowing yeah. outside. A lot of gifting. Logan, Logan mowed lawns. To, yep. To a lot of lawn mowing. Money. Um, a lot of gifting, you know, to you to get it started. And like I said, there's not a lot of markup on them. I mean, when you look at, when you look at the cost, of what you know, the product that you're putting out there, and this is on your 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 other lures, your first lures that you that are still in um, Vero Tackle and at Professional Outfitters. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a lot of effort, a lot of you get counting your time. Mm-hmm. You know that it takes, and you know I felt like the first time that you sold a lure to one of the shops, um, I was like, wow, I'm like, that's it, like. That, that that's it and I was you know but you, you build up and then you gotta remember volume when you build mm-hmm. the volume and Vero Tackle did put in a sizable order mm-hmm. for for having your first that was a that was a order. big that was a big thing because man that took a lot of time and it did, yeah that was that was a lot, a lot of, time. of time for and I dedicated my time to it because so. you didn't have a lot of inventory no you know when, when you took your when you took your lures in for him to look at you took in what? Ten? Did you take in? Well, how many was it you took? I think in? I took in ten, and it was more or less like a thing of, can you guys put these out on your shelves just to see what it would do? Right. They took it to the next level, which right. I loved because he, that meant he, to me that he. Me bl- shot. He's giving you the opportunity. Exactly. And, and even now, I mean, I've I did catch on, um, uh, was it Instagram? I think that he was it Instagram. Yep. He shout out to you, mm-hmm. you know, about come in and, and buy your. And that's the other thing too, like tackle from a local company. I feel like if you're. Like this, this goes to everybody that's out there that has a lot of questions and everything that sends me like messages, emails, is that when you are wanting to start a company or start making fishing lures, don't start out thinking of it as a business. Yeah. I didn't. Um, I started out thinking it was a hobby, but then I was like, you know what? I can make some money, can off, make of some money off of this. So I haven't made a lot of money. No. You know, you haven't made a lot of money. Let's be clear. You no. You haven't made a lot of money. No. Nope. You know, you're still. But I'm not even a year. Coming no. up on a year. Just a year. February you know, 1st will be. No, February 8th is when I wrote the marketing plan. So coming up at February 9th, I think, because that's when I put the company on, was is going to be a year. February 9th will be a year. But so. you, did get, you did get a nice size. You did get a nice size check with the order from Vero Tackle. Yep. You know, that you were able to go and open a checking and savings account. Yep. You know, to get you started. And, um, you know, it just, you know, takes time. I mean, think that's what gets people discouraged is the time and not getting frustrated and that's part of it though like getting frustrated and stuff is part of and not everybody's gonna not everybody's gonna want to sell your tackle no you know 
for every for every two yeses that you get, you may get ten no's. You know, you've got to find the right you've got to find the right people that are willing to give somebody a chance. You know, and with Logan being a kid, you know, I, I give kudos to these owners of these shops that have given him the opportunity, you know, to put his product in their shops. You know, and advertise it as a, a local a local kid, you know, artist. I mean, you're an artist. Yeah. You know? And that's the one thing. That's why I want to, uh, and I know, it, I mean, to you, it probably seems stupid about the whole, you know, wanting to get an upgrade on, on a saw to actually cut this, but I can do. I don't think it's stupid. I can it's, do. Uh, it's my fear. <laughs> yeah. But I can do. The thing is, though, with that is it's, um, it is a lot safer than what I'm doing now. Um, and I can do more than one at once. I can get two bits on a board and then cut those two out at once. So that way I can start putting them up into shops. So I can bring them over to professional outfitters and, you know, take out whatever products in there because obviously that's not selling right now well, and put in. you know, then we've said that you know, it's not really a big fishing season down here right now. No. Which blows my mind because we're in Florida. And it it's is, the weather. It is, it is the weather, but it's season. We're in, we're in season for people, for tourists and what we call snowbirds down here that um, they don't take advantage of, you know, fishing. You know, the season seems to be more in the, the what, spring and summer? Yeah. I wish there was a way, though, that, like, you can get people to donate money to a business that's starting up. There might be. I mean, I don't, I don't know if there is or not, but I feel like that should be something that somebody has that you can post like what your business is about and then people can put money in and donate. Well, the other thing too, you got to figure out how to get your product out faster. You know, you've got to have... Saw. Gotta have, <laughs> he keeps bucking for that saw. I really, I have the money for it. I just need the approval. I mean, I got the approval from big, the big dad. I just need the approval from you. Um, you know, it's, it's cranking the, the product out faster and, and getting it to where you have inventory here. You know, so that when a company, because what happened was when he took the order for Vero Tackle, I mean, I stood in the shop with my mouth to the floor because I was in disbelief that somebody was ordering this amount of tackle. And I wish I could teach either my friends or, or like maybe you or something to be able to. But you really can't. I mean, how can you do that? To duel up on airbrushes and have two people airbrushing. You'd have to find somebody with that same talent. I mean. Yep. I don't have that talent. I'm, I'm definitely not an artist. Definitely not. That's not my... Forte. No. no it's not. Well. It's, it's a hard thing to do. But like I said, I want to... you have to pay somebody. Yeah. That, <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's a loop. I so mean, then you backtrack. I'm that you get... You've got to get your product built up, your inventory, you know, built up. I'm hoping with these wood lures that I, at some point, it'll let me get the saw so I can build up the inventory of my wood lures. Because really, in all honesty, it's cheaper than making or get buying those blanks. Yeah. And then I have my own way of designing it. And it's, uh, it's handcrafted. Yeah. So, I mean, think of that, but like multiple of those. I can't imagine somebody not wanting them to, to put those wood lures in their shop. Yeah. And the only thing I can do right now, because it's really, it's a pain to do, to <clears throat> make one over and over again, like the same design, is auction them off on Instagram, which is what I'm doing right now. Well, that's the other thing. Like, with the wood, I mean, I think with any of them, actually. Like, can you truly say that there's, that each one, like, they're all individual, like, they're all yeah. to each other. I mean, you can try and paint them the same, but are they actually all the same? So they're, they're more or less one of a kind, and I think the wood ones are going to be more one of a kind. I think ones. so, too. I think so, too. And like I said, if, you know, I put, I can put, you know, three of those blank with three of those. He's really, he's really going for that saw, people. I am. He I am. That saw. I am. Like I said, I got, I got the money. I got the approval from, from Big dad, Daddy. from Big Dad. But it, the thing is, like, let me just talk to you, like, kind of about it though. Is it's right now? A lot of you guys don't. Maybe actually, you probably do know. If by the time this is out, the first video on the channel will probably be out. The first vlog video will probably be out. So. You know, what I'm doing right now is it's clamped onto a desk, the piece of wood, and then we're taking the jigsaw 
which is this close to my fingers versus the guard that's on the saw. trying to make it to where I'll never let him cut another piece of wood again. But, hold on, no, but on the saw... I've already had a saw accident. On the saw itself actually has a guard, so you can't even get your hand near the blade. You you work it around, and that's that's I the point. I guess it's something that we will we will have to just take go into further discussion about. It is just something. That was probably his motive for bringing me on. No, it actually wasn't. I <laughs> I didn't think I like I said I didn't even think anything of it until we started talking about it, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> but yeah, the other thing too that's been like a sh- you know that's a struggle, and I'm I'm gonna be blind. This is what I'm saying. He's like, I'm not talking about all the positives on here that's not something that we're talking about a lot of um you know i would like to talk on here about the negatives where we've come from like i'm gonna get both your perspective on here and dad's perspective of things at some point you know of how you guys see it i mean i see it my own way people they out them out there they see it their own way but well, like, they see they're, they're seeing the finished product yeah you guys are seeing they're not seeing the hours, the, hours the time the frustration the frustration oh uh, the frustration you know, just the other night you know you you came in i can always tell when there's something not going his way it's and, because uh, that dang saw is a pain in my butt and you know i knew i knew something wasn't going your way and yeah. uh, i finally told your dad go out there and see what's going on yeah and um but there's a lot of frustration, a lot of, um, probably a lot of throwing in the garbage, you know? Yeah, there's a lot. I will have to probably one day show you guys all of... The steps. The, that and all the blanks that, even, even not, not just wood, but the plastic ones that I had, all of the ones, I still have them. I call it the graveyard. It's a drawer. <laughs> and it's probably 50 to... 60 different blanks that are just not up to your standards yep not up to my standards um they've either i've messed up the epoxy on them i've messed up the paint you know i I don't want a product that's going to be half-assed to people you know that's not something you want to keep up your quality qualities quality control right so because people will stop buying them oh yeah you know you don't want you know you're just getting started you want to um you know, want them to come back and buy more from you. Yep. And I hope that everybody's excited about seeing the wood, you know, that... Yeah, I hope so, too. ...that you're producing. I hope so, too. If you haven't seen the one that he just did, it's... It's mind-blowing. It's Yeah, it's insane. I mean, insane. I shocked myself, but like I said, this is a new design that I came out with. My own ever kind of invention, I put that back spinner on. Have you seen it with the hooks and back spinner? No. I'll have to show you yeah, later. I've seen it, like, after you painted it. Yeah, but... Oh, dude, hold on. Let me... You know, he, oh, I he can't. He takes these things with us and sticks them in my... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of your lure holder when you're jamming them in my purse. <laughs> yep. Showing my grandparents, show, showing people. Like show his grandparents. His grandparents are very impressed. Yep. You know, with how talented he is. I think we're all impressed with how talented you are. I mean, I, I really never, ever seen that coming. I don't know. Is my brother very impressed? Uh, he probably is. I don't know. He probably is. He every, every time we talk about lures, he always brings back the socket incident. Yeah, because I think that, you know... He doesn't... He's just got a weird way of showing how his yeah. love. He really yeah. does. Different than me, for Definitely sure. Definitely different than you. He is different than you. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've gotten better, though, with tools. Throughout making fishing lures. Like, I feel like I've gotten better with tools. Well, I mean, because you're becoming more experienced. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you, when you you first pick up a tool, you're not... You don't know. You know, you, you have no idea. You know, and, and most of the time, you got to have somebody show you... You know mm-hmm. how to use it, the proper way to use it. You know, and I think that your brother just he he shows his love through jokes. He does. Is what he does. He thinks he's he thinks he's a comedian. He really does. He always did. But yeah, I think that he is impressed with what you're doing. He just doesn't say it. Yeah. Because I don't know how anybody couldn't be. I know your brother in law is. Your yeah. One brother-in-law. Oh yeah, he, for sure. He's got three. For sure. Yeah, three. <laughs> he's got three brother-in-laws, but his one brother-in-law is the one that he um, goes fishing with and uh, has actually encouraged this because actually <laughs> you started tying flies because of Jake. Because of Jake, yeah. 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 One day maybe we should get Jake on here. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. That would be a funny yeah. podcast. Yeah. I would be that, fun. You did. You got into tying flies, not thinking back on it. You got into tying flies from Jake. Yep. So. Yeah he he started he started his own tie. He, he doesn't even do it anymore. Yeah. He don't even remember where the stuff is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember that. Well, maybe one day we were tearing the house apart. This is after I started fly tying, looking for his fly tying stuff. Actually, he just found it. Yeah, insisting your sister threw it away. <laughs> yep. So uh, it is funny, you know, all this, all those times and stuff. But it's crazy. When you think back about you know those things that you forget um, <clears throat> when you had, when you started and what what got you you know i mean jake's been your fishing buddy yeah you know he's he's the one i mean you've always liked fishing you know but your dad is not a fisherman no you know um he that's not his thing yeah you know i think that i've probably taken you fishing more than your dad has yeah between me and your dad i think because there's times when you have days off of school you know i take you over to the river yeah we'll pick up some lunch and you know do lunch over there and i've sat there and watched him fish so yeah you know jake has really been the one that is taking around all the local fishing poles if you want to call them fishing poles local maybe they're not so um accessible accessible correct (laughs) so we'll just we'll use that word (laughs) yeah you know but um your your fishing your your hobby of fishing has has also increased that's another hobby that you have that is just money 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 (laughs) you know because it's always wanting a new fishing pole or a new reel you know your how many tackle bags do you have got um, got two many, right how now how much tackle do you have oh wow i you know you have a subscription box running out of space to put it exactly exactly so you know he doesn't get to go fishing nearly as much as he would like to go fishing he would if he had his way about it he'd be fishing every day i think that'll change a lot when i get my driver's license though well, you'll be able to you'll be able to go fishing on your own. Yeah, I'll be able. Instead of having to rely on somebody to take to me. Take I mean, I would go every day if I could. And that's the thing. If as soon as I turn sixteen, I'll be after school until baseball season starts. Except for he forgets he has a job. I'd, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because our season down here is not just spring; it's also fall. It's so. yep, year round here. Yeah. Around here. Yep. Small little breaks here and there. Yeah, I just thought of today when I actually yesterday we got the message of you know catchers and pitchers at practice today. Yeah. I was thinking to myself, well, here goes five months of my my life. Yeah, not quite that long. Uh, February, February, March. Oh, this is July. Four, four months. months. Four months. Okay, four months of my life. Unless we happen to go into May, then then you're looking at five. But yeah, and then you had you had how many months of fall ball? Like you start fall ball in. What, September? I think the only break we get. September, October, November. The only break. Yeah, you don't really get a... Actually, thinking about it, you guys really don't get much of a break. Nope. We get the December break, and that's it. Because, yeah. I mean, we have the summer, but the summer for the pitchers is a little different. If you're a pitcher, you know, you got to go to their pitching camp or something like that. I know that they had a pitching camp towards the end of summer, I think, or something like that. Um... Like, it was just pitchers. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it takes up a lot of time. It so takes up a lot of your time. Finding time to make some fishing lures here and there, mostly dedicated to weekends. Yeah. As much as we love baseball, and we, we love baseball, we love watching you play. I mean, I look forward to watching you play. Yeah. Um, you know, it does weigh on my nerves sometimes. Um, I do get very anxious at games. I'm not going to lie. You and me both. Um, the, the anxiety kicks up. I always say to you, you look so... But when you're out there, you know, I, I've said to you, I'm like, do you ever get nervous going behind the plate? And you're like, no. And I'm like, really? And you're like, no. Like, nope. like how do you not get nervous? Like, you know, you're kind of controlling the game out there. Like, one mess up and it, it's all going to fall on you. Um... But we enjoy it, and we relish our little break that we have because it gives us more more family time. You know, not just driving to and from games, um, eating in the car. <laughs> a lot of eating in the car, a lot of late-night dinners. Yep. You know, um, but, yeah, I'm looking, forward, I'm looking forward to the season. Yeah, I am too. I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be pretty big. I hope. I think it's going to be a good season. 
I hope it's going to be a good season too. We're going to keep our fingers crossed and um, hope for the best. Yep. So. Anyway. But um. Yeah, I mean. It's been good sitting here talking to you. It has been good. It's been. Really spending time with you, and if this is how I get time, well, so be it. I'll come on and chat with you. <laughs> All right, guys. So, guys, we're tuned in to episode one of Shark Tackle Podcast. We're going to have a lot more of these coming out as time goes on. I don't know how often, but we're going to have a lot of them coming out. And I appreciate my mom sitting here today. It's kind of sit down for an hour and, you know, have a chat. Learn things. Yep. And she's learned things. So, um, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the podcast. If you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and shoot them into the uh, can that sits next to your desk. Except for the comments. I'll take the comments. But any concerns, shoot them into the can that sits next to your desk. Till then, guys, tune into the next podcast. I'll see you guys then. See you later. See ya.